Hello and thank you so much for joining me this week for our podcast. Now, before I get into it, I'm just going to go off on a bit of a tangent now. So last night, we decided to go for a little walk just before our tea. And I live in a really beautiful part of the world. I live in Harrogate, which is in England. And I feel the need to describe this as... I've been looking at my analytics for my podcast shows and realised I've got quite a big following now of people in um, America and Canada, Australia, New Zealand and other parts of the world as well. So it's lovely to have you here and I will make sure that I broaden out um, what I talk about and how I talk about them as well because of your locations. When I first started this podcast, I actually thought I was probably just talking to myself. I didn't realise that anybody else would be listening. But yeah, that seems to have changed. And I am so happy about that because it means I am reaching more people. And if I can have a little bit more of an impact on mental health, feeling joy and happiness and more balance, then I'm doing my job really. So anyway, Back to the story, I went for a little walk with my partner last night into Harrogate through the gorgeous valley gardens full of really beautiful flowers and we were supposed to head home for our tea but I'm trying something a little bit new for me at the moment, trying to be spontaneous. Um, I say trying because there's a bit of a joke in our house at the moment that every time I say, right, let's let's be spontaneous. I follow it by saying, right, what's the plan? What are we going to do? And my partner just shakes his head and laughs at me. And he says, oh, Kimberly, be spontaneous isn't about having a plan. Just go with the flow of the day. So that's what I'm trying to do a little bit more. So we were out for this walk. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking, right, well, we'll do our walk and then we'll head back and we will cook our tea together, or dinner. And while we were out on, the, on our walk, my partner said, should we pop into our local um, pub and, and go for a drink before our dinner? And I was like, hmm, there we go, I'm embracing a little bit of spontaneity. Yes, let's, let's do it. So we did, we had um, a glass of wine, and then the table next to us ordered food. And it smelled so good. We were like, oh, I think we need some of that. So we ended up staying for our tea. And you know when the conversation just flows and you're talking about lots of lovely things that are going on at the moment, some exciting things that are to come. It was just a really nice evening. We just both felt very relaxed. And one glass of wine actually turned into three three glasses of wine and by the time we'd finished our third glass we turned to look and we realized we were the last ones in the pub <laughs> don't know how that happened really we just went out casually for a walk and suddenly there we were last ones in the pub drinking wine so yeah that isn't usually me but I really enjoyed it and it was very good for my well-being and as I said, I don't normally drink much really during the week. I might have the odd glass of wine, but yeah. Anyway, woke up this morning expecting to have a little bit of a headache. 
feel a bit groggy, but I felt absolutely wonderful. Must have been all those good hormones my body was letting off as I was enjoying the flow of conversation and good hearty pub food, which is one of my favourite things to do, actually, to have lovely um, sort of home-cooked meals and hearty dishes at this time of the year, really warming and it just, yeah, fills your stomach with a little bit of happiness. Anyway, enough of me chattering away about myself. I want to talk today all about the dark side of teaching because often we open up our Instagram app or we're logged on to Facebook and as an early educator, an early years professional, we are seeing so many images of classroom setup, ideas of activities, and they're all great. Great for getting the inspiration or the motivation that we need. But not everybody's day looks and feels like that. And when we only look at those kind of images, we can start to fill our mind with a little bit of self-doubt, thinking, why can't I set my classroom up in a way that's so purposeful and looks amazing all day and has high levels of engagement? Why doesn't that happen to me? What's wrong with what I'm doing? So today on our podcast, I thought we could talk about that darker side to teaching to acknowledge and recognize that not every day is filled with perfect provision. In fact, very rarely is it filled with perfect provision that's magazine worthy. And instead, there is a darker side to teaching that I think we need to look at. And we need to raise our hand and say, not every day is shiny and perfect. So let's talk about it. Um, I thought I would start by sharing with you uh, something that I haven't actually ever talked about before as part of my professional work as a trainer and consultant. Um, I haven't shared it on social media either, but I'm going to today, I'm going to um, yeah, make a change and start to talk about it. Because when I set up my business, I always wanted to be honest. And so that's what I'm trying to do here. So, yeah, a few years ago now, quite a few years ago, in fact, um, I was working as a senior leader in a school and we had potentially an armed intruder on our school grounds, an armed intruder. So let me give you a little bit of background about this. So there was lots of talk in the local community of a gunshot that had been fired at a local house in the early hours of that morning. And we sort of became aware from like the chatter from the parents, from the staff that lived in the locality, that an investigation was currently underway. Now, as the day progressed and more news and more sort of gossip came out about what was happening, we realised that the shooter or the potential shooter had links with the school, the school that I was working in. And as we became aware of this information unfolding, we quickly acted upon it. We rang the police and the relevant services. But while we were waiting for the police to arrive, the intruder was seen entering our school grounds. I was the person that spotted that intruder. 
I was the one that had to try and stay calm when my whole body was shaking and thinking, oh my goodness, what the heck do we do? And usually I'm a flapper, gosh, anyone that's that knows me and who's listening to this, you'll know that I flap. I'm not the calmest of, of people in stressful situations. So when my um, partner dislocated his shoulder by falling through um, the loft when he was insulating it a few years ago, I was so concerned and worried about him but my body went into shock as well and I ended up collapsing. So I was just no good at helping at all. So when I was faced with this potentially armed intruder, my whole body was just trying to think, oh, stay calm, breathe, your job here is to protect the children. And I think because I changed that mindset of it's not about me, it's about somebody else, rather a lot of other somebody else's, I just, did what I needed to do. I think I went into like an autopilot and I called lockdown on the school, which meant that all the children were calmly escorted into the main school hall, which was in the middle of the school. And the teachers, um, they positioned themselves around the outside of this hall, um, next to the doors, while I ran into our front office and I contacted the police and told them they needed to be here right now. <laughs> and while this was happening, while I was on the phone to the police, um, the intruder was banging on the windows next to the desk. Uh, the intruder was um, looking in, he was shouting. Uh, there wasn't any signs at this point that he was armed, but I was completely terrified. I remember grabbing the phone, which was on a cord, and dragging it with me as I sat underneath the desk in the office. And all I could hear were his fists pumping on the glass. And it felt like it took forever for the police to arrive. It actually didn't. It was a matter of minutes. But when they did come, I was just so relieved. It was like, oh. um, and I think we keep it all together, don't we, for so long. Um, so the police turned up and as soon as they arrived, because they had their sirens on, the intruder ran and there was suddenly a big police chase through the grounds of our school. They did catch him. Um, but I then obviously had to speak to the children and at this point there was nobody in school that was more senior than me. So I was left to deal with this whole incident, really. Um, I had lots of staff to support me, but I was the one that had to take charge and decide the best way to, um, to, to manage this. So I obviously had to make sure the children were calm, the staff were calm, talk to them. Um, the police came back to give us an update on what had happened. We had to um, work with some of the other services involved in this situation. And yeah, it was very, very stressful. But I didn't cry. I kept it together until I got in my car to go home. And at that point, I couldn't stop crying and shaking. It was really scary because I think you play it back in your mind 
what could have happened? What might have happened if we didn't act the way that we did? Um, so yeah, it was very, very scary. And that night, all I wanted to do was have a bubble bath and light a candle and yeah, probably have a glass of wine just to calm those nerves. But I couldn't because as soon as I got home, I had a phone call um, from the local police station that dealt with the incident to say that they would be sending a couple of police um, officers round to collect more statements from me. So I had to invite the police officers into my home that evening and relive that whole experience again. I'd already done it once. They'd already taken one lot of statements, but they needed more. So yeah, it was it was awful, really. Um, and so yeah, we have to deal, don't we, with a lot. Now that wasn't a typical day teaching. That was a one-off. But there are other things that happen that you know are not great. But maybe we don't talk about them enough. Maybe we put on a brave face and we try and get through things. But we need to be open and we need to talk and we need to find people that we can um, confide in as well. You know, there's been other times in my career when I've been physically assaulted by a parent while I was protecting their child and not letting them have access to their child because we had some pretty big safeguarding concerns. Um, I've worked in schools where I just haven't been supported with my well-being and when I've tried to arrange a meeting to talk about my poor mental health the response that I got was from my head teacher saying well come into school at six o'clock in the morning and we'll talk about it then. I'm sorry but that's not good enough. Why should I have to get up so so early to come into school to do that. You should be making time for me. We should be making time to support the people that we work with and having the culture in our setting that it's okay not to be okay. Um, so yeah, that's what I was talking about a little bit as well on my Instagram stories this week. And some of you got in touch through Instagram to tell me about some of your darker times with teaching. Um, the stress that you've been under working for leaders that have just not understood early years practice and thought it's okay to tell you what you need to do um, and maybe take a very formal approach to that um, way of working. Maybe um, it's the stress that you've been put under because you've just been stretched so thinly with all of the jobs that you're expected to carry out and do. Maybe you're a leader yourself. Um, I know some of you did contact me to say that you were a leader in a school, but you were also teaching full time and your workload was just crazy. The amount of stuff you had to do. The fact that it made you so poorly that there were times when you would have to pull over because you were physically sick on the way to work because of the anxiety that was in your body uh, worrying about the day ahead of you. Um, other people that sent in their stories said that they had to take a year off work, a year away from teaching because it was too much and they didn't get the support that they needed. 
um, I had someone else contact me and they said, these were their words, that they were told by their head teacher that they were the filling of a shit sandwich. Isn't that just dreadful? Like, you wouldn't ever talk to anybody like that. Why did that leader feel that they could talk to that member of staff in that way? It's just not right. Um, you know, other things that came through on the stories, child protection issues and stories that just haunt you for life. You know, there's no switching off from them. They're stuck with you. Um, or supporting a bereaved child whose mum had been murdered around the corner from school in the first week of this person's NQT year. I mean, how do you go about supporting that? I think bereavement is such a tricky one and dealing with grief and grieving young children. Um, you know, every family has such a different way of, of um, supporting one another through that difficult time and the way they talk about grief it's a very personal thing and you obviously want to do your very best for the children so it is very very hard so let's recap again on why have we talked about all these dark things today because usually I'm talking about positivity aren't I so why have I had a whole podcast today on the dark side well I think it's because when we bottle things up, it doesn't do us any good. We need to let it go and we need to talk about it. We need to have a voice and we need to feel that we're connected with one another and that we're supporting each other as well through all the seasons, good times and bad. And I want us to recognise as well that it's okay to let ourselves or give ourselves the permission to not be okay to feel feelings of fright, of fear, of anxiousness, you know, being exhausted, worried, anxious. Your body needs to be able to live these feelings and not try and cover them up. And we need to think that eventually these times will pass. When I was working, as I said, in a very awful school where I was told to come in at six o'clock in the morning to talk about my poor mental health. At that time in my life, it felt like the worst thing ever. It was the worst thing that had ever happened to me at this point in my life. Well, one of them. And I couldn't see a way out of the situation. I couldn't see how I could ever move forward doing what I was doing. But looking back now, I found joy again. I found happiness. I've had such great times. I left that school and I went back to teaching. I found somewhere that nurtured and supported me and had a wonderful team of staff and caring leaders. So you don't need to feel stuck. And if you are feeling stuck, talk to somebody, don't bottle it up. It's about finding your people, finding your community that nurtures you. And you'll still have difficult times. I had difficult times in my um, lovely nurturing and caring school. But do you know what was different? When I was at school till nine o'clock supporting a child and their family, while there was an investigation into safeguarding going on, I got through that difficult time because I had 
an amazing team around me and we held each other's hands and we supported each other we encouraged each other we gave each other praise when it was needed we gave each other a tissue if we were feeling upset we would have a laugh about things not going to plan and that's what happens when you're in the right kind of workplace and i'm going to make it my mission to create more nurturing and supportive workplaces because we have to have them we have to have a change so that's that from me today i feel like i've been doing a little bit of ranting in our podcast but i think it was needed anyway i would love to hear your thoughts and your reflections if you've got a story or you need somebody to listen to um not listen to if you need somebody um that can listen to you to be an active listener then get in touch i can help okay if you found today's podcast helpful i would love it if you could share it in your instagram stories or pass it on to a friend or a colleague or give me an honest rating on itunes but for now I hope that you have a really restful and relaxing weekend and enjoy embracing all things autumn. I'm counting down the days now till I go leaf picking over in Canada. I am so excited. Um, So yeah, have a lovely weekend and I will speak to you all next week.